All right, welcome back to the first off-season podcast of the Mo Mouseblit podcast. I am joined today by um, the current but soon-to-be former webmaster, Kyle Deacon. Hello. And new contributor, got to be around for track stuff, uh, Ryan Taylor. Hi, guys. Nice to see you. Making his debut on the podcast. Hopefully, we'll be able to uh, make a track podcast, and you'll be hearing a lot more of him. We have a couple things we need to discuss. First off, we're going to recap some of the postseason meets, the uh, Nike and Foot Locker. Kyle, what happened there? Uh, well, the biggest stories, uh, of course, were from the biggest names from this season. We had uh, a lot of Blue Springs representation. Um, I guess we could start with the Nike uh, cross-regional meet, uh, Midwest Regional hosted. Uh, Laverne Gibson, cross-country course, Indiana State University, Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, on the boys' side... Um, Representation from Victor McGetche, who took 10th, 1531. So he's about two seconds off of what he ran at the state meet. Uh, Ryan Riddle was also in that race. He took 16th, 1535. So <clears throat> a lot closer than he had been to Victor uh, this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max McDaniel was also in that race. He took 37th in 1549. So uh, more good representation there. Um, and... Uh, Harrison Brown was also 1549, uh, pretty close behind at 41st from Lafayette and, uh, Blake Selm also 1602. Uh, so those were the, those were the big, uh, performances there. I know that, um, oh, also Ryan flood 1613, uh, was 94th. Um, I know that the, the weather from what I heard was pretty terrible. Um, it was like super cold, super windy, sleeting, um, all this. So, um, I mean, 1531, uh, I know it's a pretty fast course there, but pretty good time there for Victor. Um, he was about he was about 20 seconds off of a qualifying spot, um, which was top five uh, individually. Um, and three, the, the top five individuals, well, actually the top nine individuals were either from Illinois or Ohio. So uh, with, with three from Illinois and two from Ohio. So uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was on the championship boys' side. Um, on the girls' side, uh, you had more Blue Springs representation, Blue Springs South. Uh, Victoria Finley, of course, uh, runaway state champ this year, class four, seventeen forty nine point six. Uh, she was like th- a little less than three seconds behind a qualifying spot, um, which in this one was actually sixth uh, because Neighborville North qualified as a team. Um, so Neighborville North being from Illinois. So it actually won. So she was 17, uh, 40, what did I say? 1749 on a pretty, uh, pretty rough day there. Um, I guess an even bigger story though, was from her teammate, Daniel Hoddling, 1818. That was her first, uh, sub 1820. Uh, so she actually PR on the day. Uh, so that was uh, a good time from her there. Um, trying to scroll through here. Um, Miranda Dick was also 1851 out of Raypec. Um, and Mackenzie Stucker, 1859. So once again, uh, the Ray Peck duo going uh, sub-19 as well. Uh, yeah. These national meets, um, just over the past few years, there has not been nearly as much participation from Missouri, um, just in general. And uh, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know why that is. Uh, I actually have some theories that we're going to discuss a little bit later with some other uh, topics. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, the, the best, the, the top team from Missouri on the day at Nike was Lee Summit West, and they were 21st. Hmm. Interesting. So, 
Um, I did, was 22nd, and Ray Peck was 24th. Did uh, Blue Springs fill the team, a full team? Blue Springs girls were not there. Uh, Blue Springs boys, I don't think, fielded a full team. I um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was just... Uh, Victor and uh, Oakley? Victor. Yeah. Victor and, and Ryan. I don't even think Oakley was uh, there. Oakley wasn't there. Oh, yeah, uh, lots of Gs. Not sure, though. I'd have to look again. But, yeah, I believe the top team... Uh, was the Easy Money Tigers, which is Festus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was either them or Parkway West. I'm looking at the results on Miles Foot. I think somebody put the women's results in uh, so the men's yeah. on the team side. So uh, I might have the ball went short horns from, uh, from Parkway West. So. <laughs> or the Wild Alliances, not so sure. Man, so I'd have to these, look back in. These team names are just great. Yeah, pretty solid since they can't use their own two games. Yeah. Any thoughts about uh, Nike Cross? Yeah, I mean, like you said, the weather conditions you know had to be pretty bad since Victor ran about 16 seconds slower than he did, uh, or 14 seconds slower than he did last year. And, you know, Victor right. and Austin Hyman are pretty comparable. I'd say their senior year, like his senior year versus Hyman's senior year, and Hyman ran 15:04 on this course um, last right. year, so. And yeah, just looking at like the elevation and everything like that, it's a pretty quick course. So it's kind of disappointing the weather was so bad, or else we maybe could have seen a little better performance from some of our guys here. But you know, yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, that's about all I have on the uh, on this. You want to take a look at Foot Locker? Yeah, so Foot Locker uh, was a little bit more of the same, I guess. So uh, Foot Locker is hosted by the University of Wisconsin Parkside up in Kenosha, and I've actually ran that course um, probably four or five times in college hmm. uh, just because Parkside was in our conference. Uh, I ran the 8K and 10K there. So uh, it's not an easy course, really, um, and that thing can be a wind tunnel. I'm telling you, man. Like, you come you come out of the backside of that course and back uh, up to the start and you cross the start line and go back up this hill, um, it's like just wind right in your face and it's knocking you down. So it's not an easy course, but we have seen uh, in the past Taylor Werner go under 17. So um, – oh. And this year, Danny Kilray ran 14.53 for the women. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, it, it can be fast, but it's not historically fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you see in this race, you see you still see like 50 guys going under 16, but at Nike, you see like 100 going under 7. Anyway, um, in this one, Victor, again, was only he was only three seconds faster at this one than he was at uh, Nike. Uh, 15.28, which is, once again, right when he ran at State. So... Um, I think I think Parkside actually is a pretty comparable course to state to state meet. Um, so there was that. Uh, not a ton of uh, there was actually only six boys in the championship boys race mm-hmm. um, out of the a hundred wait two hundred and twenty one boys in the race. Only six were from Missouri. So once again, very light uh, representation there. Um, but we did see Ben Stasny from West Plains in this as well. He ran fifteen fifty seven. Uh, and then right behind him was Chandler Gibbons in 1602, and uh, Clayton Whitehead, Carthage, 1617, and Christian Baker, 1625 from Kirkwood. Uh, he was exactly 100th, and then Zach Grover is also from Blue Spring South was 140th. So uh, Team Missouri did not fare very well as a result of the uh, low, uh, you know, low representation. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, that was on the boys' side. Uh, so on the girls' side, 
Uh, also, very low representation. I think there was only five girls uh, in this one, actually. So they barely filled the team. Corey um, Finley again. Uh, this time she was 14th in 18 flat, 0.9. Um, actually, uh, I, I think this is the closest that her teammates ever been to her. Um, Hodling was 18.10. So another big PR for Hodling. She's, she probably had the best postseason, I would say, just uh, subjectively. So she was 18-10. She took 19th. So uh, pretty impressive there. Only 10 seconds behind Finley. And then didn't see your next Missourian until Madeline Robinson, at least on at North. Uh, junior, she was 103rd in 2001. And then two Lindbergh girls, Abigail Judeman was 2010. She was 11th, or 111th. And then uh, Hope Henningsen, her teammate, uh, 157th and 2146. So once again, uh, not much representation from the girls in Missouri. And yeah. Yeah, the biggest thing about this that you know, I just don't really know is what these athletes were trained to peak for. Because, you know, like I'm sure a lot of them were trained to peak for state. And this is just kind of mm-hmm. going off their, you know, cross-country fitness and kind of carrying on for another month. And then, uh, you know, tr- trying to run a 5K, which, you know, still they're going to be great. But Again, like it won't, it won't be their peak. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the same thing we see when we uh, like during track in the summer at AAU. Most most of them never hit their times from state. Mm-hmm. I just from what I've seen, but gotcha. I think it might be the same thing. They're just not they're peaking at a different time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it, I think in that case too, it also depends on what they're training for, you know, because you'll see Brandon Miller peak in July mm-hmm. because that's what he's training for. He knows he's going to run AAU, whereas mm-hmm. you know, like. Uh, Ryan and I were both coaches at Francis Howell last season, and one of our athletes decided that he wanted to try to continue racing in the summer, and he he was basically the same uh, the rest of the summer. So he never he never got any better, never peaked because the way that the, the workouts were set up, as he was set up to peak at state, mm-hmm. or you know, so um, so yeah, it, it all depends on what people are training for, especially if you're ranked nationally, like some of these Illinois and Michigan and Indiana and Ohio. Uh, teams and, and uh, athletes are, you know, they, they're, they're like, coach, I want to run Nike nationals. Okay. Yeah. Let's we'll you know, that. Try, yeah. and, try and hold the peak off until now yeah. because Nike, re- Nike nationals is tomorrow. So. Yeah. Also some of these guys like Daniel Kilray, like, I don't know too much about him, but it's looking at a couple of those times. He looks like a guy where, you know, he doesn't have to be at his peak to, you know, win Illinois um, state meet and like, you know, he can he can afford to be you know ninety percent at state meet just so he can be a hundred percent at the uh, Foot Locker and Nike meets. But well, yeah, and the crazy thing too about 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 Illinois and, and some of these states too where these guys are competing is they're super competitive states. Like Kilray did not have an easy time at winning state. Really, I think he got lucky. I think he got lucky. Um, oh wait, did he? Yeah, he got lucky because I think Dylan Jacobs was sick from what I heard. Mm. Um, because it was going to be like this battle between Kilray and Jacobs, and uh, Kilray ran away, and then and then Clayton Mendez is also had a really strong too. So there's there were three boys. I think there were about five boys actually who were just like all, you know, fourteen, fifteen for three miles and and better. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Gotcha. But that's considering all this discussion. It's interesting that you know Victor was actually faster in this race. Also considering the like, like we said the conditions and the. Uh, Nike race wasn't great, but still, with this being a much tougher course, it seems like, and 
being a month later, we don't, again, we don't know where he was pe- planning to peak for, but it's kind of interesting, I guess, that he actually faster than this one a month later. Right. Right. All right. Well, with that, we'll, I think we're ready to move on um, to, I guess, the biggest news coming this postseason is that the state meet is moving uh, location. For, it has been at Oak Hills the past about 40 years, I think, since 1975 is what I saw. Um, it's moving to Dan's Creek Recreation Area starting in 2019. Kyle, I think you're the the most, um, I don't know, fired up about this. So why don't you give us your thoughts on this whole thing? Well, uh, <laughs> when, when you're the guy who breaks the news um, <laughs> and, you know, who I, – well, I didn't necessarily break the news. Um, you know, obviously Mitch broke the news, mm-hmm. but then I broke the news too everybody who follows along. Yes, uh, for sure. Thank you so much for following along, everybody. Shout out to the fans. Um, so I've, uh, I've been seeing a lot of the reactions and wow. <laughs> wow. Like Missouri. It's, this is, this is a good thing. you welcome. Welcome to the 21st century where, uh, Everybody in the entire everybody else is running on like faster courses for their postseason meets. Now, of course, we don't necessarily know that this course is going to be significantly faster than, than Oak Hills. I mean, there's a rendering of what the park is going to look like when they're done, um, and we have no idea what the course is actually going to look like. There could actually be some hills in it, but for now, it looks like it might be a pretty quick course, which is good. It's a good thing. Everybody, um, be happy about it. Uh, and I'll tell you why. So if you've read my article, which I noticed a lot of people have read my article, and uh, there have been a lot of reactions. Um, a lot of people, I, I think some of the main, uh, the main reactions that I've seen are cross-country is not track. Uh, you need hills to run cross-country. Well, I don't know so much about that. Maybe you should ask a lot of these college, uh, these college uh, coaches if they think that cross-country needs hills in it. Or uh, these college, uh, you know, panels that are, you know, hosting national meets at Louisville and at Laverne Gibson in Terre Haute and Southern Indiana uh, Angel Mounds, which is also a grass track. Um, what does Wisconsin look like? You know, one of the biggest. What does Nuttycomb look like? One of the biggest races in the country. What is what does Bill Dellinger look like? What does Stanford look like? What do these courses look like? Um, you know, what does Chili Pepper look like? You know, what are these what are these huge races that people are going to and that are dictating regional meets and, and national meets, things like that, and are hosting those meets? What do they look like? They are flat. But anyway, that's college. And that's the argument, I, uh, the counter argument I've received. Well, that's college. This is high school. Well, that's not that much different. Now, when I was being recruited, and maybe this is a different, um, maybe it's a different time now, but I was being recruited six years ago. And uh, actually being recruited is an operative term because I was not being recruited because my PR as a junior was 1642. Now, in my experience there, nobody was looking at me. Nobody. Because they didn't care about my 1642. Now, I never had any opportunities really to run these 1540s and these 16 flats and some of these other kids are getting to run at Chili Pepper and at, you know, um, Missouri Southern. Uh, Missouri Southern, Missouri Southern, and you know some of these other courses that you see these kids run these times at. 
So when I walked into a Division One college and talked to a Division One coach, who shall remain nameless, he took one look at my 1642. He said, yeah, you're too slow. You're not going to be able to run here. I was like, what are you talking about, man? You have three boys under 16 on the track <laughs> on your team. I'm like, what are you talking about? And now, you know, my senior year, I ran those same courses. I ran 1636. What did I run in, in the spring? I ran 931. I was a 931 two-miler with a 5K PR of 1636. And why is that? Because I never got to run at my peak on a fast course like that. And did I have the resources to go to Terre Haute for Nike Nationals? No, I didn't. Um, and did I have the encouragement to do that? No, I didn't either. <laughs> I really didn't. Um, so, so what are the ramifications of a faster course like this? Um, as you guys have maybe seen in my article, some of the things I listed at the very end, um, you know, the, the, the interest in the sport increases um, because of a state meet where you have more than eight boys breaking 16 minutes. We had eight boys under 16 minutes, and I know that there are more than eight boys in this state who can break 16 minutes. Um, what, and and, and what, is, what else does that do? Does that encourage more athletes to take their talents to Nike Cross and Foot Locker? Does that encourage more people to, uh, more coaches to, to uh, extend the season into the postseason like that? Um, and how, and how does it affect interest in the sport um, when you're seeing that stuff? Now, uh, further on in this argument, I see people talking about tradition and, you know, it being at Oak Hills for 40 years. Now, yes, it's been at Oak Hills for 40 years, but this is like the eighth different course. I mean, it's been changed just numerous times over the years. So what really is the tradition? Is, at this point, the tradition is the venue and that the parking sucks. <laughs> that's the tradition you know it's on a golf course this course isn't that great just from a subject from like just from a from a standpoint of just looking at it from a course standpoint it really is not that great of a course i mean just even from the start line look at the start line if you stand if you're standing on one side versus the other side of the start line you are at a severe disadvantage if you are on the side that you can't even see over onto the course because you're like behind like a, like a green or something like that. Like you can't even see because you're, you're on gravel as opposed to flat ground. People have a straight shot. And for like the first 400 meters, you're at a disadvantage because you got to fight up a little thing and get up there and then start going. So that's just from the start. Second, now that they've taken out all the hills in that first mile and two mile, now it's just, now it's like flat. And now you're seeing people run out of their minds in these first mi this first mile and first two mile. We saw a 445 First mile, I think this was four. No, it was four forty. We yeah. saw a four forty mile this year. Um, two of them actually, same race. And like, girls, girls were coming through in two thirty, two thirty one for eight hundred. Boys are coming through in two fifteen, two sixteen, two seventeen through eight hundred. I'm like, what is going on? And we come through in four forty, and then they're coming through two miles. We saw a nine thirty seven two mile, and that's great, but. They just frolicked through the meadows for nine minutes and 40 seconds. And then they just ended up at the gates of Mordor, Lord of the Rings reference. Because <laughs> like, they're about to journey into Mount Doom. It's terrible. They go down this giant hill, and now they got to fight up Firehouse. And it's not just Firehouse. It's not just Firehouse. That's And maybe that's part of the tradition, too, is Firehouse Hill. Oh, my God. Have you ran up Firehouse Hill? Oh, you, you, you're not a man unless you run up Firehouse Hill. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm a man. I've run up Man Maker, actually. Thank you. Um, 
but it's not just Firehouse Hill. It's when you get off the top of Firehouse Hill, you make this weird sharp turn, and then you make another turn, and then you start running back this way, and then the last 400 meters, you make like this other weird sharp turn up this like stupid hill where you can basically put your hand out and touch like the hill. Like that's how stupid it is. And then it's an uphill finish. It's uphill to the finish. So basically what you did was by changing the course, now it's a flat first two miles and then hell for hell for a third mile. And it's like anybody who's run this third mile now knows that it's probably the longest mile that you will ever run in your life because it's terrible. Now, if there was a course that was comparable to this one, like through the season, like in terms of that, you know, like flat first two miles and then a steep uphill, besides the fact that you can run this meet, I guess, on September 30th, um, then okay, that's fine. But there isn't. Like, so why is this such like a sanctuary when it's a crappy course? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, I don't know. I just, I think it's crap. <laughs> Um, so I don't, I don't understand the, the love affair with that. Um, and I promised myself that I wouldn't get too heated about this, but wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just think this is a great thing for the sport in Missouri. Um, I got a text from the Illinois mile split guy. Of course, if you know, Illinois Detweiler Park is a racetrack. Um, if you've ever seen it, there is no sharp turns. There are none of that. It is flat. It is straight out. It is loops it is straight in and you see guys you see 190 girls go under 20 minute 5k equivalent 190 girls in one race actually that was just in the 3a race in the 3a race in illinois 190 girls went under 19 uh whatever it is the equivalent what did i have i forget it was 19 uh 1915 which is a 25 5k equivalent they, 190, and we only had 50 girls break 20 in our race. Now, what does that say about our state? Illinois what is bigger. The, what, you know, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that, 100, that 190 girls in one race, in one race, are breaking 20 minutes, and we only have 50 in, in all four races. I don't think it's so much that it's bigger. I think that, well, obviously, that the, the course is faster. But what is that? Like, what, like nobody nobody's looking at Missouri now. The only national attention we got was that a kid was helping another kid who was dying. And how many other and how many more years are we going to have to see a favorite in a race pass out because the course just killed him? How many more years are we going to have to see that before we realize that this needs to change because I, I I don't know. I don't that never happens. I've never heard of that happening in Illinois. A favorite in the race passing out with 0.1 to go, finishing 90th finishing 150th, taking six minutes to get point one uh, to the finish line. Like, I've never seen that before. And, 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 and you can say, like, oh, race strategy or poor hydration. Um, like, you know, maybe that's – like this girl, like, 18-24, and she's passing out. Like, she didn't have a poor race strategy because five other girls behind her ran the same race strategy. No. She, like it, – it's, it's got to be something else. So what is it? I don't know. But all I'm saying is – this is a good thing. <laughs> this is a good thing, Missouri. Rejoice. Be glad. Maybe you're just in the anger stage of the grief. Maybe you you, you skipped denial and went straight to anger. Now you're going to go to bargaining. Um, I I don't know, but I mean, I think I think everybody should be glad. And uh, just got off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Ryan, I know you had a little bit of a differing opinion on this, and you're not quite as heated about the subject as uh, Kyle is, but why don't you go ahead and say why you think maybe it's not so great or it's not that we shouldn't be quite as excited as Ryan might, as Kyle might be. Yeah, uh, first off, uh, I'm just a classic, you know, classicist guy, you know. I like the DH in baseball. Not Actually, I don't like the DH. I like the old school having pitcher bat, you know, that type of thing. Uh, so like my thing is with this, it's a big, I mean, it's a historical thing. We've gone cross country runners have made the journey to Jefferson city for state since what you said, 1975, 1975. So that's 40, that's 40 years that we've been going to Jefferson city. Everybody knows, Hey, I'm going to state Jefferson city. We're going to go eat, uh, ice cream at central dairy after we meddle, you know, uh, all that type of things. We're going to run up firehouse Hill. It's going to suck, but we're going to be better for it at the end. And my thing is, um, is I, I just like that, you know, you can have, you can go, you can have four generations of, from grandparents, parents to kids that have ran up firehouse Hill together. They've ran on the same course their dads did, or their grandparents did. Um, it may be a little different, um, cause obviously it's changed over the years, but yeah, uh, it's just, I think it just means something, um, like that. Now, obviously, um, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to have a fast, uh, state course or to even move. Um, like some of these, some of these people are acting like it's Armageddon out there, um, <laughs> which it, which it's definitely not, uh, as far as that goes. But I think I would have preferred it to stay in Jefferson city, but I'm not necessarily upset about it. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, just, just the, my thing is just the historical aspect of it. Um, cause like it's a tough course, but it's not Sioux passage. It's not like, we're not like, we're not, there's not like people struggling to break 20 out there, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. I kind of liked it the way it's set up just cause that's the way it's always been. Um, but obviously, uh, things change. Um, like Kyle said, it is 21st century. A lot of other people are doing it. Um, but I think a lot of uh, people's problems with it, um, and like the different arguments is really, we just have a different view of what cross country is. Um, like we see the grass track argument, um, which I do think, I do think you need hills in cross country, but like we said, we don't know that there's necessarily not going to be hills on the new course. Um, as far as that goes, that's my kind of mindset. There's got to be hills. And then you got people like Kyle says, and like some, uh, and a lot of other people that say, oh, you don't need hills for it to be cross country. You know, you're running on the grass or sharp turns, all that kind of stuff, kind of rolling the whole time. And I get that. Um, but it's just, I just think it's a different view on people. It's just like some people are just accustomed to running the hills um, and stuff like that. That's what they think of when they think of cross country as opposed uh, to track. But yeah, I don't have a whole lot on things. It's just the historical is the main point. Um, and then obviously what the different opinions of what we think cross country is. Um, but like I said, this is moot because it's already moved. It's not going to change. The mission is not going to stay. Oh man, we look at all the negative resp- responses we're getting on Twitter to the, to the Mo mile split guy. Well, we've got to change <laughs> this course. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, if, if I had to guess, it'd probably never go back because that just tends to be what happens when they switch venues uh, and anything else. They just, they find one that's better and they stick with it. Well, I think, you know, even to that, you know, three years from now, no one's even going to be calling for a return back to it or really even caring enough. You know, just kind of, I think it's a little more yeah. reactionary right now. Also, I think most people have more of your opinion that you know it's kind of tradition it's just like it's what we've done for missouri cross country but they're kind of hiding that in this like hills are what cross country is and hills make you tough and all that stuff you know like 
I don't know if I think it's really like a lot of like nostalgia and like, you know, like, Oh, firehouse Hill. Like, come on, you have to, you have to run a firehouse Hill. Like it's, it's a yeah. thing you do, you know? And so I don't know, but like I said, I think here in a few years, like we won't even really be, this won't be a discussion, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause kids wouldn't have known. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. they're going to know is that new you, state course. You hear some coaches okay, so like, Oh, you should know, have seen the, the old state course. And the coaches. Yeah. So, and as a coach, like if I'm looking at purely from a coaching perspective, mm-hmm. I'm actually glad it's going to be on an easier course because that means you have your kids are, have more less chances to blow up. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, well, well, uh, well, that's very so I, it's actually it's actually good from that perspective. But no, just a tradi- I'm just like big on traditions. So no, I, I got you. And I don't think baseball should have a DH, and I think cross country should be in Jefferson City. But yeah, yeah, looks like it's not going to happen. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that like position. Like you know, traditions are fun and like. It's you know we yeah, as human beings I think we like having traditions and routines and all this stuff and I don't think mm-hmm. there's anything wrong with it but it's also good to like recognize that it might be better for the runners I guess to like, like you yeah. are like you're recognizing that I think even though you might not yeah, be, you, yeah sorry go ahead you, you gotta look, you gotta look at it from a bigger picture sometimes I mean yeah it's like sad I guess to see mm. it go but like. I mean, it's not like it's not Armageddon. Like, it's not the end of the world. It's actually like this is this is building a brighter future for Missouri. No, like th- this is this is a good thing for the state of Missouri. And, and I think that you know, yeah, we can mourn we can mourn the loss of of Oak Hills, but uh, we should also be pretty happy about it moving. Um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of like only, sorry. Nope. Um, that's where um, me and I was talking to my buddy Coach Crockett last night or a couple nights ago about this, you know, we both kind of decided, you know, we're sad to see it go, but we're excited because this is like a great opportunity for Missouri cross country. Like there, like you can, you can be both really like you, you don't have to be either mad or happy. Like you can be sad and, and excited at the same time. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think another point that I, that I forgot to make too is like, like in terms of like entertainment value too, imagine seeing, Imagine uh, seeing Austin Hindman running fifteen twenty two effort on the state course on a course like Dawila Park. Do you imagine that? Yeah, where he, that's you like fourteen fifty five or something state, like that. Yeah, he'd run like yeah, he run like fourteen forty. Yeah. Like I mean, it's and, and and that not only not only does that propel him forward in terms of the opportunities that that, that might give him, um, but I mean, who does that bring along with him? Yeah, you know, last year, who does that? What does that do for Victor? What does that do for Ryan Riddle? What, what does that do for um, for for John Luter or Rockhurst? What does that do for all those guys who are up there in that group? Um, and, and maybe they get pulled along to a fifteen oh five, fifteen ten. You know, I saw it. Uh, I saw it when Lafayette ran seven forty in the four by eight. Like yeah. that pulled along. Everybody else was under eight minutes because they were just like, oh, here we go. You know, they're like, yeah, we gotta go out throwing out. And holding on, you know, so mm-hmm. that, that that pulls everybody else. And 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 what happens too when Anna West runs seventeen forty uh, two years ago, seventeen thirty or whatever she ran? What happens when Taylor Werner, who ran seventeen twenty on this course, <laughs> like what happens when she gets that? Yeah. Like what? Like what? What could we have? What could we? What what have we been missing out on? For sure. Um, for sure. For these for these years when runners at their peak, because these coaches are smart coaches, O'Connor. Um, you know the guy, the, all these guys. These are smart coaches who know what they're doing and are setting up peaks for the state meet. Now mm-hmm. you go in there and you peak and you run fifteen thirty or whatever with Victor. If, if you're the best, there Victor, is, yeah, fifteen thirty. You know what's he going to do in his peak when he runs fourteen fifty, fifteen flat? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, does anyone else have any thoughts on this whole thing? Nah. All right. Well, that's kind of some of the bigger picture stuff, and I'm going to talk a little bit about some more uh, nitty gritty kind of things. So first off, I've I've collected a little bit of like uh, elevation maps and stuff like that for a couple of races, just for reference. Like like Oak Hills has a 74 meters of total ascent, and like uh, faster one like MSSU has a total ascent of 31 meters. So I mapped out a couple. You know, not maybe not improbable courses, but what some courses could look like for the new state course. And there's one spot, I think, and Kyle talked about this in his article. He had a coach who mentioned that there's one little spot uh, on the southern part of the map that uh, is a little ravine. And if you go down that, then it's going to create some pretty crazy hills. But so if you include that, you're looking at a total ascent of about, about 54 meters, which really is only 20 meters less. You know, it's, it's as close to state uh, Oak Hills as it is to a fast course like uh, MSSU. Mm-hmm. But if you don't include that, I have two courses I mapped out. One is around this trail that they are planning on putting in sometime in the near future. And one is just kind of through all the fields and stuff. And both are around 30 meters of total ascent. And they both kind of have a similar elevation profile as a Laverne Gibson, which we talked about earlier, is where uh, Nike holds theirs, their Midwest regional, which, like we said, Austin Hyman went 1504 on that race. So I, it, I, that's just like some, I don't know more detailed stuff about what this course could actually look like, I guess. Yeah. And obviously we won't know what it's going to look like, you know, for sure until the park, until the park's done. But yeah, we do have the, uh, MTCCCA, uh, clinic in Columbia this weekend. So maybe I'll go scope it out, check it out and see what it looks like. All right. Do we have anything else? Yes. Um, guys, keep an eye out. Uh, Starting on Monday, um, actually first, if you haven't been reading Kyle's uh, preseason rankings in the two mile, go check that out. It's, all, it's up on the site right now. Um, and then I will be back this next week with uh, preseason rankings for the long jump. Um, so yeah, just keep a lookout for that uh, as far as that goes. So if you haven't looked at any of the two mile um, rankings or the uh, 100 meters from two weeks ago, go ahead and check those out, uh, guys. There's good stuff up. And then go check out Kyle's article. With, he has a lot of more statistical information um, about the uh, the change in state courses and stuff like that yeah. compared to other states. So yeah, for sure. Uh, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and make your announcement that you've already made probably five or six times right now? Yeah, yeah. If you guys don't know, um, I am moving on from Missouri. Um, I have uh, been quote unquote headhunted, if you will. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can really say that, uh, but um, you guys have really helped me uh, grow the site uh, through the season. Um, it's been, you know, one of the highest growing sites in, in, the, in the country so far. So um, I really do appreciate everything that uh, all you listeners out there have been doing. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm moving on to Texas. I'll be working for national in a stats role, so mostly be doing uh, results and data entry, things like that for Missouri and for probably like 25, 30 other states too. So um, I'll still be keeping an eye out, hopefully be coming back to help out uh, maybe at the state track meet. Uh, help out with coverage there so that's that's a goal that's fingers crossed um so yeah anyway just uh thanks so much and uh we will have our replacement uh being announced shortly hopefully so stay tuned all right guys thanks for tuning in again to our first off-season podcast i'm not quite sure how regularly we're gonna do this you know this is kind of breaking news we want to discuss here on the pod but you know if anything else comes up or we might talk about some indoor meets or you know anything else we'll definitely hop back on and you guys can catch us here All right, see you next time.